Welcome back, 126ers. What you're about to hear is a very special episode. This was actually supposed to be part of our summer series that ended up um, being canceled as a series, but we did record one really cool episode with Coach Eric Luster and uh, former North 20 Falcon head coach, Coach Jackson. Um, we recorded this back in the summer, so you may hear us talk a little bit about summer, um, but overall, this episode was too cool for us to just leave it alone. Um, so we will get into that, but first we'd like to say a quick congratulations to the North 40 Falcons and coach Luster for their first win as a six, a football program. So congrats to the Falcons. And without further ado, we'll get into this special late summer episode. Welcome into the very first episode of the 2022 summer series. This is all my exes. As you uh, fade that wonderful opening music out, Addison, the truth is all of our exes in Forney ISD don't live in Texas anymore. And this summer series, uh, we're going to be talking to some coaches that did a great job for us here in Forney ISD, but that have gone on to other pastures. Uh, and in this case, uh, all the way across the pond. And this, by the way, that music was all Coach Weaver's idea. Well, um, I think it was a fine idea. I, I wanted to two-step. I wanted to put on my Rocky Mountains and my Ropers. Maybe not with that job. version of it, but... Well, I mean, I could have made it work. That's yeah. true. That kind of sounded like like a old Nintendo version to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so tell us a little bit about what <clears throat> this summer series is. Well, uh, let me ask. First off, we've got one guest at the table. Mm-hmm. Coach Eric Luster has joined us here today because he took a vacation last week. Mm. Uh, let me ask you this question. Uh, last week you went into the restroom, you were an American. You came out of the restroom, you were an American. When you were in the restroom. I was European. Yeah, European. <laughs> uh, I, heard that jo- Coach, I heard that joke while I was over there. I bet you did. It's a classic. Coach uh, Luster was in Germany last week, and um, we have an esteemed former Forney ISD coach who is also in Germany doing some pretty neat stuff. Uh, Coach Jackson is over there, and Coach Coach Lester, you went you went over to visit Coach Jackson, looked at what he's doing. Give us a little synopsis of that, and then we have the man himself is going to join us on the podcast today. Well, you know, we we started something here, Coach Jackson and, and the staff, you know, with the offense that he was running. You know, mm-hmm. so he goes over there to, to to continue, you know, doing his offense. So he's offensive coordinator, not the head coach over there. And I kind of wanted to, to go over there and spend time with him, but just to see what he was doing, you know, the the big thing is he's only punted three times, you know, since he's been there. Um, so I go over to watch that, but I started out just being on the sideline. Then me being me, I started inching away until I started coaching the, the running backs the, the last game while, while I was there. Um, it was just fun to watch the the similarities because on their on their little name of it, it's like Potsdam Rolls American Football. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. So just to kind of see you know that similarities. And a little bit of difference, just a little slight difference, you know, how we do things uh, versus how, they, how, how they're doing things over there. So it was really um, educational for me to be there. Cool. Uh, Coach O, go ahead. No, I'm just, uh, I feel left out. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh. Well, 
because we're, we're about to talk to Coach Jackson. We're talking to Coach well, Lester. We, have we haven't even done the ozone. We have to introduce our guests before we do the ozone so they can take part. Yeah. And I have, have practiced on this. Okay, we're, go, we're getting we're there. We're getting to you. We're getting Fine. to you. We didn't forget about you. Okay. Never. Um, so now we are officially going to welcome in Coach Jackson. Coach Jackson, can you hear us? I can. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, we're we're very excited to have you. And like, like Coach Lester was saying, you're out in Germany, um, offensive coordinator for the – for the Potsdam Royals, and um, I've heard y'all are having trouble putting up points. Um, you're only <laughs> averaging 52 a game, and um, you know that's that's just that's not enough. You gotta you gotta step that up. <laughs> I think I well, saw they were in the 80s the last time. Yeah, I last time. You know, it, it's um, it, tempo and playing really fast is is unusual here. So uh, we're doing a few things a little bit different. Um, you know, it is spread offense. People are, you know, we're in four wide and things like that. But um, I think we're by far the fastest team. And uh, we just do things uh, maybe quite uh, a little a little different than what they've seen. So that's an advantage for us for sure. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it seems like it's working. Y'all are putting up basketball scores. <laughs> I, was, I was ready to hear you say you were running five out like the Mavs in the playoffs or something. <laughs> so, um, but Yeah, it, it, it's just so – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. It, it, it's um, and, and Coach Lester can tell you uh, just things that I didn't really know when I took the position. But you can have two Americans on the field at one time, and uh, the guys over here, they're they're, they're Europeans. It's, they're good football players, but it'd be like it'd be like us taking a really good football player and saying, you know, hey, in two years, I need you to play soccer, you know, against someone that, that's played soccer their whole life. So um, the strategy is uh, getting your American receiver on a European DB who just hadn't played as long, you know. So really fascinating. I mean, we, we've got a receiver that played at Penn State. Uh, we've got a quarterback who played at Southern Utah, and so they're both – really good and then we've got another receiver from new york whose grandparents are both german so he gets a european passport and doesn't count as an american so uh, there's a lot of strategy here on things and and all teams are trying to do these things so um so basically we have two american receivers and and, an american quarterback and and the game plan is just how can we get one of those two guys on someone um you know that played football as long yeah. Well, it sounds like it's working pretty well. Uh, before we get into all this, we do have to toss it over to our very angry Coach O. <laughs> well, all right. I thought I was going to be forgotten about. You know, y'all tend to do that. Y'all tend to forget me. Hey, why are you including me in this? We had to introduce our guests. This We've done this. Okay, fine. You're the one that's forgetting uh, stuff. Okay, you fine. forgot Coach Jackson. Well, no, oh. I didn't. No, I, I follow him on Twitter. I'm... <laughs> I haven't forgotten Coach Jackson. Okay, so anyway, so today for the subject spotlight, in honor of Germany, Coach Jackson, I expect for you to know this. We're talking Fleisch. Does anybody know what Fleisch is? It's, it's what happens when you take your picture, picture with your camera and that bulb goes off. No, 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 that's not it. No. Hold on, guys. My head oh, I, see, I know, I know. Off. It's the stuff that... That covers up your body. Oh, flesh? No, no, no. Coach Jackson, do you know what flesh is? Flesh? 
Yes. Lunch. It's meat, I think. Oh my God! Yes, that's right. Well, you looked it up. Flesh. Yes. Yeah. So, He's assimilating. Well, actually, actually yeah. uh, I've got a coach sitting here, and I, he told me. Uh, <laughs> so, so that was my version of how to pronounce it. But th- here's the lady pronouncing it. Nice. Yeah, no, you did pretty good. <laughs> so now, so let's let's go around the horn. Not you, Coach Jackson, because you're cheating. Because you've got someone there. But what is the most popular meat in Germany? Brats. No. Uh, <laughs> well, he took my answer. Are we saying like a the specific most, no, way of not, it's prepared, not, or not like specific, the animal? The animal. animal. Oh. The animal. The animal. Go, Ooh. you got another try. All right, lamb. No. Dang it. Oh, my gosh. Worst answer ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, lamb. Um, Come on, Coach, you only man, get five seconds. He's taking seconds. all my answers. <laughs> five Oxen. seconds. No, that would be beef. No, is that beef? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I see. No. Well, then I'm not guessing beef. I, um, I don't think, is an oxen beef? I don't know. So, but I the way so. she said it yes. makes me think it's not beef. <laughs> I mean, not the I'm just going to go with pork. Really? Yes, pork is the most popular. There we go. Okay. Good job, Addison. Did you know that, Coach Jackson? Uh, I I think I actually did. Yeah. Well, I want to know what that thing is y'all were eating because it didn't look like pork. I don't know what it looked like. It looked like an oversized hot dog. It was a broad. It was delicious, by the way. That broad was on some type of hormones (laughs) or something. It was really good. Let's talk about the lack of breading. That was around it. Yeah, why come, how come the buns are so small? It's a it's mini like a bun roll. on a gigantic. It's just a roll. It's a, it's, just yeah. so you can hold the middle of it? Yeah. Is that basically it's really yeah. basically what it is. It's a, it's it's a, a handle. handle. That's yes. what it is. It's <laughs> an edible handle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How many of those have you eaten, Coach Jackson? Oh, I'm probably in the 20s. <laughs> wow. Mm. But, it's, it's, but what's funny is you really don't see there's not fast food here. Like you, you see a McDonald's or something like that only on the highway. But if you're in town, uh, it's really uh, the biggest foods are Italian and uh, what they call dooners here, which are like kebabs. I guess it'd be like Turkish food. Um, and that's really the, you don't see just a whole ton of quote unquote German food uh, like you do Italian or Turkish. Well, do they eat fried food out there? Because if pork is the most popular meat, do they have pork chops? Fried? Uh, they have something called uh, schnitzel. And, but I have eaten, it's funny, I don't think I've really gained, I think I've lost weight and I eat more bread than I ever have, but I have to eat very little fried food. Like you just don't, uh, I mean, they do French fries and all, but, but it's just, it's, it's uh, fried food is not something you see a lot here. Now, Luster lied and said y'all had a real good hamburger. I can't believe that. That burger was good, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and I've probably eaten four or five hamburgers since I've been here, and that's the only one that's been good, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it, there, you just yeah. don't see a lot of cows around here. Does Hamburg you know? have a good hamburger? Right. It's a good question. I feel like Hamburg should have a good hamburger. It should, but I bet Hamburg doesn't have a Whataburger. That's true. No. Um, so is there you know, a, it, is there food that you're going to bring back with be, you um, and get rich on? I'm is it, sorry? Is there something you're going to bring back to the States and get rich on here? Is there something that you just love over there that you haven't had before? Um, 
Dooners, I Dooners. think, the, the, a, a, which is like a pita kind of thing. It's a Turkish kebab kind of thing, I think, would be really well received in Texas. Um, Lamb. You know, that's really about it, honestly, okay. as far as, like, I'm saying what's funny here is they have asparagus stands. Like, asparagus is huge here. There's white asparagus and green asparagus, and um, if, uh, asparagus, uh, you just wouldn't, if, if y'all were to come over here, that'd be one of your biggest wild things is, is all the asparagus. Just snacking on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. It, it was like, yeah. it looked like fry, like firecracker stands. It's just like a shack that opens up, wooden door opens up the front, and you go up there and you buy all the asparagus you want. It's like, is it prepared or is it just uh, just raw? And you really? can cook it. Like we go to, to restaurants and you'll see people just, just eating it. It's, it was, hmm. yeah. Like it's a main dish. Yeah. Well, he huh. said he's lost weight. I may need to not eat fried food. But, or maybe just increase your asparagus maybe. intake. <laughs> I like asparagus, too. The serving but sizes I, are smaller. Like yeah. um, a Coke, like there's nothing like this size there. The the Cokes are smaller. The, we, Is it a real Coca-Cola? Yeah, it's real. But their their serving sizes are, are, are smaller than here in America. Like I didn't get a, I couldn't even get like a, a double meat anything. It's just a. So just you, different. did you stay hungry? No, not really. Not really. Are yeah, the football players it, smaller? It, no, they're good sized guys. Yeah, the, the football players are good sized guys, but the average person who, who's going down the street are are really like thin men and women. Mm -hmm. the, the, like the the shirt sizes are off. Like um, I'm a two X, but I'll be a four X there. Really? Yeah. Mm. How'd that uh, make you feel? <laughs> not good <laughs> not not good it was just but it, it's like but the only reason why you know a lot of men here work out because they're active in sports mm -hmm. you know and that's not the thing not the thing there uh, you know they ride bikes uh, they walk everywhere yeah. um, so stay, they stay active uh, so you, the, I think I saw one fitness center there Mm -hmm. You know, the whole time I was there. I will say I don't want to give us an excuse for for overall bad health, but I hear that a lot, and I also hear it a lot from people that live in places where it's it's you know seventy degrees in the summer, mm -hmm. and I'm like it's one hundred and five degrees this week. Like I'm not going outside. I, I know that I need to be active, but it's way too hot for that. I'm not riding my bike anywhere right exactly. now. Exactly. You can be active indoors. Fortunately, yeah. in Forney ISD, we have wonderful indoor facilities <laughs> yes. for our student athletes work out yes. and performance course. And we have gymnasiums and mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And that's one thing that strikes me. And Randy, you may be able to give us some insight on this. Obviously, you've you've coached in both uh, environments. Coach Luster, you saw it. We talked about this a little bit before we got on the podcast. But just how fortunate are our kids growing up in an American public school where they have access to you know, uh, organized sports and, and teams and the fun of having a mascot and learning together and being in a weight room and working out and having a, te a team of coaches around you that's, that's making you better. Give us some, some insight into that. Either one of you. Uh, you know, here it, it's just fascinating to me, but I'm, I'm so glad Coach Lester heard this, but, you know, the guys say that, like, there, there are no class reunions here. There, there are no, there's nothing to do at school other than go learn. You have your little crew and, but you don't like have a love of your school, you know, like, Hey, I went to, you know, Weaver high school or something because 
there's nothing, you know, the term I like to use is, is sports. Sports binds people together. Sports is what allows everybody to point it to the true north, you know, and, and so everything here is club. Um, this is something that I guess I would have known if you'd have quizzed me, but I wouldn't have really taken into account that none of these guys have ever been through an off season, you know, so they think lifting weights is really prepping, the, you know, like that's the extent in their mind of what you do to get ready for football. And so the first practice here, uh, these guys are kind of letting me run practice. Uh, the head coach is really, really good about, hey, you know, like he, like I've done a, a player's creed. Uh, he's just letting me kind of do what I want, honestly. And so the first day of practice, I said, hey, during training camp, we ought to do like 15 minutes at the beginning of practice and 15 minutes at the end of like some conditioning stations and bring the guys together and they'll see our quarterback running hard. And well, the first day guys almost died. I mean, I'm telling you, like, like we, we didn't do it another day. Like we didn't do it again. Mm. And so uh, I like, I love coaching 20 something year olds. I mean, we've got a 36 year old from Poland who drives two hours one way. He's got a wife and kids. He brings somebody else from Poland with him. Uh, you know, we, 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 most of our guys are in their twenties. It's a different dynamic. Like I really don't have a, a, a ton of offensive coaches. There's me and two other guys. And like, I will game plan. Uh, we're going to game plan in about 45 minutes. Uh, and it'll be our quarterback and two American receivers and they help me game plan. And so it's really neat. It's really different. But but the guys here, it's not their fault. They didn't grow up with strength and conditioning. They didn't grow up, you know, like um, the only way that they made themselves into something is them on their own. I mean, you know, because soccer, you know, the big sports here, handball is big here, you know, but uh, there's not a whole lot of sports here that, you know, individual sports, I guess, are bigger than team sports. And, you know, when you're doing that, you're kind of training on your own. And um, there's not – I mean, I think if they were to see a, a Texas high school offseason, it would blow their mind. And, um, you know, I think I think that's something our, our guys need to realize how lucky we are. I'll I tell you, too, that uh, they understood what football meant in Texas. You know, when, uh, when you walk in – they understood that Texas. They 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 said it, man. Football is king in in Texas. So they understood that it, it didn't blow their mind that we have the facility that we have here. Mm-hmm. You know, they also realized that it's not like that any anywhere else. Um, you know, it was just one of those deals where the guys, when, when Coach Jackson spoke, um, they were they wanted to be coached. Yeah. You know, they they want to get better. Um, so anything that he says or, or does, they just kind of just they they hang on it. You know, because this they 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 want that they want to to get better. They uh, the story that I heard was the last guy that came over, the old line coach that came over. They told him not to come back because they felt like he wasn't getting them better. That's mm. all. That's what they want. Is that something that you, that y'all have noticed? Is um, you know we have a lot of great student athletes here um, for sure, but have y'all noticed? some more coachability over there because these guys are going out of their way mm-hmm. to play this game like they just really want to play i think so um you know they're invested you know so when you 
you know, you're talking about gas here. It's like what Coach Jackson was like two dollars or something a liter for a gallon of, for a liter. Yeah, of, you know, so they're paying a lot of money to to drive two hours to to, to their invested. You know, uh, performance course. The ones who the, our tennis is great because they're invested in it. They're paying money for that. So whatever you pay for, you'll be more invested in. Mm-hmm. You know, so our kids. I'm, and I, that's one. Of the, I don't want to use the word we've kind of catered to our guys a lot. You know. Um, but they they haven't been catered to, you know. They right. they just they found a way to, to get it done, and that was kind of one of the most impressive. They were thirty year old men, and they're chanting things, and they're doing all the the Coach Jackson leaving stretch, and he's having them saying just the goofiest things, and they're all doing, they're all bought in, because to them that's what brotherhood is about. They haven't had that before. They want that. Yeah, right? it's, it's definitely it's really definitely refreshing. Here's the thing: here is coaches are really hard to find like we've got a coach who goes he's 23 years old i think and he gets on a train and comes three hours one way to practice mm-hmm. and if we were to in fact we did we coach, we lost our receiver coach after the first practice and and we can't replace him. you know like there's just not coaches here um you know you learn how to coach because you played um and and our receiver coach was you know, he was uh, doing his internship at a hospital or something and just didn't think he had time. And so, you know, they're not paid much. I'm not paid much, you know. And so, um, I mean, there's three of us that don't have other jobs. So there's seven coaches total. Um, so coaching is is really, really tough here. And then, but the players, um, like uh, I got a 34-year-old center and I asked him when he learned how to play football. He's from northern Germany. And he said when he was 18, he read a Sports Illustrated article. And it took him till he was 19 to earn enough money for a car to, to, to go 45 minutes to practice. And so I, we got stories like that where these guys, they want to be coached. And, you know, they didn't just get to start playing at six or seven and take it for granted. So – uh, that that part has been a lot of fun. Here, uh, the biggest part for me that is one of my take homes is I've got to get guys to do what I want, and I can't up down them or punish them. You know, so um, it's that's the, probably the biggest difference for me is how do I get guys to give me great effort when I really can only do it through encouragement. And so anyway, you. you you become a better coach, though, because you have to figure out new ways to do things. And you, you just talked about that, becoming a better coach over there. Is is coaching overseas in a place that doesn't have the established culture of that game, is that something that you would you would recommend to young coaches? Or, like, would you have benefited from this if you would have done this early on in your coaching career? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because I'm telling you, it, 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 it'd be like – I think the greatest example – so we went to Kiel and played – and Kiel is near the Baltic Sea, and it's it's one of the few artificial fields that we played on. And I took a picture, and I need to send it to you guys. But the marsh field is bright white, brown, where you can't hardly see it. You look the opposite, right? And so um, the guys here just don't know the intricacies of football. So. Whenever you're, you can't draw anything up in the dirt. You must be extremely simple. We only practiced 
we practice Tuesdays and Wednesdays like regular practice, and we practice Friday walkthroughs. So we really have two and a half practices. So a young coach would really benefit of you've got to keep it very simple and you can't assume anything. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, uh, that helps, you know, that the more you get that, the better a coach you are. You've got to be an excellent communicator, and, and keeping it simple is always a good thing. And see, I thought it would be the opposite for me. A young guy wouldn't understand that. I thought an older guy would get it. Like, hey, look, I can't come and put my whole playbook in mm-hmm. because these guys wouldn't wouldn't grasp it. You know, I can't come here and do all these drills that, that I would do, you know, at a university because they've had pro coaches come over and haven't, and haven't done what Coach Jackson's done because all they see is, like, pro coaches, great athletes have a hard time teaching, mm-hmm. you know, someone who doesn't, who can't just do it. Uh, and that's kind of what I thought. I'm like, man, Coach Jackson is perfect for this because he he gets simple. You know, it's not about how complex you can be. I can't out scheme anybody because I don't have enough time to do that. Uh, we're going to line up and run these two to three plays, four plays, and that's all we're going to going to do. So that's that's kind of my take. I, I thought that you have to an experienced coach has to go over there and, and do it and, and know what he can and can't do. Uh, a young coach probably wouldn't have the experience to to not put so much on him. Right, experience yeah, at the right I, level I mean, on the right yeah. things. You, yeah. You'd have to have an experienced coach at least around yes. who can tell them, yes. "Hey, we're gonna have to simplify this." Yeah. It might be, I mean, just off the top of my head, it might be a cool opportunity for people who are in college who want to go be high school coaches or something. If they studied abroad and then got to coach with people like Coach Jackson yes. over there, and yes. it would be a way to get more coaches yeah. in the country that have played the game before. So, yeah, yeah and they would. They would get a free place to live and enough money to eat on. Like I don't have any expenses, uh, but yeah, it'd be it'd be a priceless experience for them, you know. But I, I do think when you practice four days a week, like you do at North Forney, you can overcomplicate things. And um, you one of, one of my assistants is sitting right here with me. His name's Jonas. He's 22 years old, and uh, he's the one that talks to me in the press box. And I just, I mean, we threw one pass play 30 times the other day. And, mm. you know, it's that simple, right? It, 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 and Coach Weaver will get this. It's matchup, mm. like basketball, mm-hmm. and, and Coach O. And, and so it's like, we're going to put our, find out how we can get a, an American receiver, honestly, on a European DB. And let's don't make it any harder than that and call the same play 30 times and just, and just dress it up different. And so, yeah, I think it'd be great. I think you make a good point, Coach Lester. Probably a young coach who was calling the offense would probably – I mean, the guy, there was a guy here last year from the Buccaneers, and, they, and their play calls were like spider two, wide banana, you know. And I was told within a month he was mad at the players because they couldn't do what he wanted, and they were mad at him because he was asking them to do too much. And, and here I come in showing, you know, funny movie clips and running one play 30 times, and I just think it's, it's a better fit. I do think that happens a lot at the high school level, too, overcoaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a balance, right? And I want to go back and touch on, Randy, something that you and Coach Luster both have mentioned, and you've got uh, where you see a parallel between the successful players in Europe as well as the successful players in the United States. We may have way more of them. We may have big weight rooms and indoor facilities and, and access to a lot of uh, the game and coaches early on. But the truth is the people that are successful are the people that want it most, that really buy in and really wh- whether you're driving across, you know, three hours across Europe to get to practice every day or you're that kid in the, the multitude of kids here 
who really buys in and wants it and wants to be coached, um, those are the ones that are going to rise to the top. They're left, there are less of them, maybe, in your environment, Randy. Uh, but Coach Luster's job is now to, find, to, to encourage those, to uh, inspire those like you're doing with your guys, and then to find the ones that really want it. Uh, those are the ones that are going to be successful in our programs, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's not uh, – the similarity is those are 30-something-year-old men. Yeah. You know, and I got 15-year-old kids – that both of them want to play, but there's no dad is going to call me and Nuka's is going to call Randy and say, "Hey, well, why is my son not starting?" Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know, said it's not a, it's not a mom is going to send you his long email about how great they were in pee wee football and and why is he not getting this scholarship offer? These guys are that there was a dad that, that was on the bus for 20 hours just to come watch his son play, mm-hmm. you know. So the, those are things is like. I wish not, you know, and I said that I try to tell my kids that today, you know, try to inspire them and say, I mean, there was guys that was there that was, I was speaking to them and they were hanging on to every word because they want to go out there and play great. And I want you guys to go out here and have a great practice today. And you look over there, they're bent over they're You know, it, it, you can only push them so much and it becomes me, 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 me. Yeah. There it was, it was, it was a little bit of me, but more about we there. So it was really refreshing to see those guys go out and play. Well, this is good. Got to be good uh, advice for a first or second year junior high soccer coach, I would think. <laughs> for, sure, for sure. And when I just think you bring up a good point, and this is true in everything. Whenever something is rare, we tend to see the value of it. And so I would imagine that just going over there and just seeing it and seeing people love this game who don't – because, I mean, if you haven't ever been there, I, I got to go to Sweden and, and be around a football camp. I was doing video stuff. But it's it's so weird because here if, if two kids want to play with a the ball, they pick it up and they throw it to each other. Yeah. They don't do that there. They kick it. So like guys just using their hands in a sport, it was it was very unnatural for them. But these kids wanted to play, and they're getting coached by a bunch of coaches who got every single play they have from Madden. Yeah. They, and they would tell yeah. us that they'd just be like, "Hey man, I play Madden. That's where I've gotten everything I have." <laughs> yeah. Because you know they can't the TV that they get to watch. They can watch the NFL, but those those schemes are way too complicated for these yeah. coaches to break down and put into their systems. So, I mean, it's so cool to see it grow, and, and I know it's going to continue to grow. We just have to keep getting more people and just, just taking that human capital over there and dropping that knowledge into their systems. But it's really cool. Did you all see, um, just in the time that you were there, could you see kind of some untapped football potential in the area? Yeah. Um, you know, man, they had a guy – uh, a lot of those guys, you know, Coach Jackson, um, I can't remember his name. I, I didn't learn a lot of names, but it's a receiver. And he was telling them all the time, he said, hey, look, man, you you would be a great receiver in the States, but you're a great receiver here, here in Germany. That's that's awesome. You don't – because to find somebody a homegrown that can play, that's a plus, you know. Uh, you know, uh, one of the running backs that was there, he – man, golly, he's awesome. You know, uh, Kari. He he runs. He's smooth and he's skilled, just like a, a running back would be here. And he doesn't count against you. Um, he's special. And, and and all I had to do was just tell him one or two things, and he took it because he wants to be coached. So he so he so he took that and and, and no pun intended and ran with it. You know. And there was another guy. Um, he's a he was he was a receiver. He was a kicker. He was a backup running back. You know, had to come in and play, and play some running back. So it was it's some guys there who haven't had the opportunity that, that we take for granted here mm-hmm. in, in, in America. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been playing, my boys have been playing since they were five, you know, and I gotta remind my son to go to bed every night because you got PC in the morning, you know? So he, to him, this is something he does, 
Mm-hmm. You know, to, to those guys over there, it's something they always wanted to do. We, you know how you, you get in that cliche and you say, hey, if you love something, you, you're a sacrifice. These guys are actually sacrificing a, a lot to, to play this game. Now, Coach Jackson, I know we've been talking a lot of football, but you got to talk to us girls. I mean, what what's the shopping like? I mean, are there any <laughs> boutiques there? I mean, is there a mall? <laughs> Yeah, Parsim is about 200,000 people, uh, 30 minutes southwest of Berlin. So um, it's there's it used to be the capital of Prussia. So there's a lot of palaces here. It's sort of a tourist town. Uh, there's a lot of boutiques, things okay. like that here okay. that's a little bit expensive, honestly. But, but there is not, um, you know, this is Europe. Like, I'm not sure there's a Dillard's or a Macy's type store they're all just little boutiques, you know, and you can honestly, like uh, Tracy and I went to Paris over uh, an open day and things were maybe cheaper in Paris than they are here. You know, just it's just, you know, it's just uh, a little affluent place south of Berlin. And but they're, they're shopping and things like that for sure. But there's a lot of palaces and. And, you know, Lester and I went to a few of them, but really neat things to see here. Hey, okay. tell Miss O, what's the number one, like, for an outfit for a male over there? Like, what's the number one thing number, you saw men I, men wear? I don't know if you noticed uh, that. I noticed maybe long, long sleeve shirt and a vest. That's the old, the older guys. I'm talking about the younger guys. And I, 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 I know when I go back, you're going to have a pair of them. Oh, well, we didn't see it. I mean, blue jean shorts are big, but you're talking about the capri pants, probably. Capri, they're like tight capri pants. And the, the men would, you know, and Coach Jackson pointed it out, like the women wouldn't wear makeup. You know, their, their, their style of dress is just like just loose pants and midriff shirts. The, but the men would have like their hair would be all gelled up and huh. and they're wearing button-up shirts with capri pants or button-up shirts. I'd with, like to see Jackson in some capris. He's going to do it. Go ahead and tweet that out. He's going to do it. I guarantee he's going to do it. <laughs> I'm trying to get acclimated. I really am. You know, I'm trying to buy into the, the people here are amazing. They really, like they are, you can get on a public train or something and, and not hear, everybody's, very aware of other people, very polite. Um, you know, if you're at a grocery store and you have one or two things, every time somebody's going to let you go in front of them. Um, it, the people here are really awesome. Uh, again, and really just to themselves. Um, you know, they they you know, I'm trying to learn the language a little bit. And man, if you if you just try, you know, they always smile and act appreciative of it. And um, it's been Again, the people here to me are. Uh, we went when we went to Paris. It was much louder, right on the trains and things like that. Uh, uh, I, I really didn't understand that about Germany, just as far as how quiet everybody is, and and like like there's speed limit here um, that are fifty, but after ten p.m. it goes to thirty. So between ten p.m. and six a.m. Uh, it's quiet time, and speed limits are less and. So uh, it's pretty neat here as far as just how respectful they are of each other. Sounds nice. And it makes sense how nice and respectful uh, and amazing Dirk Nowitzki is. <laughs> uh, it all just makes sense. What what kind of crowds are y'all getting at your games? You said there's 200,000 people in the city, but uh, how, many, how many people are coming to watch games? You know, we'll get about 2,000. Okay. You know, it's just, um, it's just, I'm telling y'all, it, it's, 
know, um, like we don't have our own field, you know, so uh, it's just um, football is American football is just a niche thing. And so uh, you have to kind of um, accept that when you come over here and, you know, we're, we have to ask permission to do things. And so, um, the field, we, we started practicing on one field and they're redoing the track. And so now we're on another field and, and, you know, we don't have a quote field, you know, our guys just show up at the field, you know, they ride the train. Uh, if I want to, we have an office and if I want to meet with our guys and watch video in the morning, uh, we, we practice at like 7 PM because we got players who go to college and jobs and drive from Poland and things like that. And so, um, I'll meet with guys in the mornings uh, who are really the imports that don't have jobs. And, you know, some of them ride the train for like 30 minutes to get here. So uh, it's just different, you know, and, but it's, it's everything. It's, it's what you're looking for. You know, like if you want to, if you want to see the bad, then you can focus on that. But you know me, I'm just happy to be here and uh, you know, uh, who, who cares, right? Who cares if you have a field house or not? You got guys showing up that want to be coached and um, let's go type of attitude. I I noticed that the stadium that they play in is, is like 120-something years old. It's an old stadium. It's a 100-year-old stadium. Very cool. Um, the, the coolest thing is always like there's like, I don't know if they're moms or who they are. They're there and they're cutting fruit the whole game. They're they are they're, they're like it's like we they had they had grapes and watermelon. They had cakes and the players could eat that stuff through the whole game. Hmm. It was it was the, it was really awesome. That was I think that's one of the biggest things. I'm, I was like I was like this is really happening, you know. Yeah. So I really like the sound I, of that. I, yeah, I, I'm thinking about let's do it as well. Uh, why not? Because man, it was like they, they can stay hydrated. You don't have to worry about it. It, it was it was eye opener. That's one of the differences there. Uh, the Ed, educational in more ways than just uh, X's and O football. Yeah. Well, you know, I talked to you about the first time I saw that happening at Texas Tech. With yes, Carrington and volleyball. She was on the sideline eating. I'm like, what is she doing? I mean, can <laughs> she get focused on the game? She over there eating. Well, they have all this food on the side for them. They want them eating the entire game. That's yeah, that's interesting, and that's that's a cool thing you can bring here. I know that once it catches on, Germany's going to get real into it. They have really good sports fans. They have the highest average attendance of any professional soccer league in Europe. Like I'm talking, their third and fourth divisions are filling up their stadiums and big stadiums at that. They'll have teams that are you know we would consider like real kind of lower on the totem pole teams that have massive soccer stadiums that fill up every game. So. Um, I know the Germans want to be going to games, and if we can just get them going to American football games. And, yeah. and, and the thing, too, is like it was 81 to 50, and no one left. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, man, uh, even after the game, no, no one no one left. They, they were still there. Uh, some of our players were signing. Uh, they were eating, uh, eating food, whatever was left over. Then after the fans, you know, the, some of the people who bought into it, um, some of the sponsors and boosters, then the players got to come in and eat. So it was a it was a really neat atmosphere, and I talked to them already about the about the cheerleaders. That there's no set cheerleaders. They're kind of like they're like I guess mercenaries. They just go around from <laughs> team to team and they cheer. It's, it was uh, journeyman cheerleaders. Yeah, I like it this. was it was it was different. It was like the math dancers. They're everywhere. So it was it was pretty cool. Randy, if you're a you, we've talked about um, some good advice, I think, for coaches. And I, I do think keeping it simple, focusing on the most important things and doing them well 
is something that you did here. Coach Luster's installing that, and, and I think that's good for the game. It's good for kids. Um, breaking away from the coach's perspective, if as a former high school coach in Texas, what have you learned or what, what could you apply that maybe would be advice to our student athletes? If you could look back at, at those 15-year-olds, 16, 17-year-olds, Coach Luster's coaching, what would your best advice with this new perspective be for them? Oh, you know, I think it would just be don't take it for granted. And because you got people in a worldly perspective of who are, who are traveling hours to get to do what you do. And, um, you know, it's you got people who would love to have a weight room. You got people who would love to have all these coaches. And, you know, uh, I, I think that would be my thing is, is just be grateful be more grateful for what you have because there's people who are doing the same thing as you are across the world who would give anything to give what you have, to have what you have. Good. So coaches, uh, focus on what's important and keep it simple and players be grateful and buy in. And I mm -hmm. bet you we have success across the board with that. Mm -hmm. Sound advice. It, it, it only took me a, uh, 13-hour trip to figure that out. Well, sounds like you also figured out some uh, bratwurst and uh, <laughs> well, you know, you, know you were what? obviously watching people's sense of style and right. what they were wearing. Yes. And yes. You know what flash is? I do now. Yeah, I, I think I could say thank you and yes and no in German. Can you do that for us, please? Danke schön. Okay. Yeah, I said, right. that's about all. I said it like 10 times at the game. I'm like, assuming that's thank you. Yes. And, and y'all and nine. Other than that, I'm I'm not very good. Hey, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> oh, guten talk. Say guten is good day. Yeah, okay. guten talk. And bitter. Jonas yeah. taught me that. Thanks, Jonas. Yes, thank you, Jonas. And thank thank you, coaches, for coming on and, and being a part of our first episode of our summer series. We appreciate it. Randy, good luck. It looks like you guys are knocking it out, scoring lots of points and getting some wins for the Potsdam Royals. Keep it up. Uh, we're watching from across the pond and cheering for you guys. And Thank you. You guys can't see, but I'm wearing my uh, 126 visor for uh, just for honor of uh, getting to be on here. It's the only, you know, uh, really visor I have over here. So um, I wear it all the time. So it thanks a, for having me. It is a classic. Send a picture to Coach <laughs> O. We'll make sure and get you posted. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Our first international call in. That's right. And if you don't score 80 points again, then I'm just going to take credit for that. <laughs> yeah. It, Luster didn't say this, guys, but, you know, it was we were up pretty good. I think it was 50 to 35 and a half, and then he talked to the team at halftime, and they ran the opening kickoff back. So I don't know if he's mentioned it or not. But, <laughs> he hasn't. I can't anyway, believe he I, hasn't. I know. I, I texted the North Forney coaches and I said, here's how you score for 81. Let Lester talk to the team, maybe a little before the game. And then the first half, don't let him say much. Second half, uh, have him do with the first half and then you'll be okay. You know, basically just let him stand around. And so, uh, maybe they'll take that advice. And, and, but, but anyway, thanks again for coming to Germany, Eric. And, uh, guys, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's a big honor. Had a blast. For sure, for sure. And you, the Potsdam Royals have got a lot of fans in Forney, Texas, so you can tell the players that. And, uh, yeah, let us know where we can get some Potsdam Royals gear. Uh, I want to be repping the team over here. Okay. Awesome. Appreciate it, y'all. Thanks, right. Randy. Bye, Bye, Randy. 
And thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, all of our listeners. Make sure you share it out there. Subscribe. Do whatever you need to to keep up with the 126, and we will talk to you next time on our second episode of our summer series, All My Exes.